0: You're listening to Partnership Align Podcast, hosted by Ilana Israel. If you're a woman and you want to feel happier and more connected to your partner, and you're not afraid to do the inner work that it takes to get there, then this is the podcast for you. Hey guys, welcome back. So today's content is by request from one of my Instagram followers. She was interested in the topic of power dynamics. In her case, the power dynamic is when one partner makes all the money and the other one stays home. So I'm definitely going to cover that one as it probably is the most common one I hear. But I'm also going to cover other kinds of power dynamics in marriage as well, because spoiler alert, the solution is the same for all of them. By the way, if you don't follow me on Instagram, you should. I give away tons of free content on there. My handle is at partnership aligned. Go ahead, hit me a follow, shoot me a DM if you want to connect. But most of all, I want you to go to the link in my bio on Instagram and find all of the free resources that I have there for you. Okay, so let's get down to it. In marriages where one person's working and the other one's holding down the fort at home, things can get a little tricky in the power department. The one bringing in the paycheck may have a little bit more say, mainly because they're the ones bringing in the money that is then being used to support the home. On the flip side, the non-working partner might take total control over decisions regarding the kids and the home, leaving the working partner feeling like a guest or as if they're not allowed to make those decisions because they are not the primary caretaker. But let's remember, power is subjective. If you feel like the power dynamic is lopsided in your marriage, in other words, there's an area where the two of you are not equals, that is just your thought. Your partner may disagree or they may not. And whether they agree or not, either way, that's their thought. So if we look at a marriage where one partner makes all the money and the other one is a stay-at-home parent, but that stay-at-home parent does not feel financially inferior in any way, what is the X factor? Why does she feel perfectly equal while another woman in her shoes doesn't? It's her thought, right? Her perspective, her mindset. She doesn't see herself as financially inferior. She sees herself as pulling just as much weight as her working partner does. And I put working in quotes because raising a family is work. The bottom line is she values her role and she doesn't apologize for it. She doesn't think of her partner as more powerful. Here's the tricky thing about how you view yourself. You will actually act in congruence with that thought, therefore making it more of a reality. We have a term for this. It's called a self-fulfilling prophecy. So let's take an example. Suppose you're the stay-at-home parent and you want to make a bigger purchase. If you have a thought that because you don't make the money, you don't get to use it without permission then you will feel inferior, which will then drive you to ask for permission. Now, because you've asked for permission, you've reinforced this idea that you need to, thereby creating the power dynamic. On the flip side of that same coin, if there's a decision to be made regarding one of the kids, and you make that decision on your own without consulting the other parent, it is because you think you hold the power in that area. And you reinforce that thought by acting as though you do. Once again, you've created the power dynamic. Side note, I completely support the idea of conferring with each other on both money, purchases, and decisions around kids. I'm not saying that you should go make a huge purchase without talking to your partner. It's not the act of checking in about the big purchase that I discourage. It's the energy behind the asking. The thought that you need permission rather than support and collaboration, that makes a difference. Okay, let's take a totally different power dynamic. Let's say you did something really hurtful in your marriage. Maybe you went as far as really disrespecting your partner, or maybe you really let your partner down by not being supportive in a tough moment. Whatever it is, if because of your transgression, you now feel that your partner has the, quote, upper hand, then you will act accordingly. You will most likely lower your eyes, maybe grovel a bit and not make any requests. You'll apologize over and over and act as if you're the bad guy. Now, I am all for apologizing and communicating after a tough moment, but that is very different than carrying the notion that you are now a bad partner or that you're in the hot seat or the doghouse or however you want to put it. Thinking that you're inferior because you messed up will lead you to act in inferior ways which will then create more evidence for your brain that you are inferior. Other forms of power dynamics in relationships can come from age differences, if one partner is the biological parent of the child in the home and the other isn't, sexual intimacy, and many other responsibilities. So what's the solution? Because like I said in the beginning of this episode, it's the same for all of them. The solution is thought work and communication. So what is thought work? Well, first of all, it's something that's done without your partner's involvement. This is what I specialize in. I help you change your thoughts about yourself, about your partner, and about your marriage. Power is not an objective, tangible thing. It is a thought. If you think you are powerful, you will act powerfully. If you think you have no power, you will not try and exercise any power. Obviously, neither extreme is healthy, but you get my point. Now, once you've cleaned up your own mindset, good communication is the secret sauce, people. Both partners need to lay it all out on the table. Expectations, who's handling what, how decisions get made. Some marriages actually really thrive because partners identify their domains and they stick to it. They agree ahead of time who's in charge of what. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Other marriages need a more collaborative approach. All too often, roles just kind of happen over the years without any direct communication about them. Women just become the default parent. Men just become the secondary decision maker with the kids. But these aren't coincidences, and it doesn't just happen. These are roles that are allowed to develop due to a lack of communication. In episode 42, Solutions for the Default Parent, something really stuck out for me in that interview. Women were complaining about being the default parent, but when we took a closer look, most of those women were not asking for help, at least not in a respectful tone that their partner would actually hear. And many of them were criticizing their partner for how they helped because they weren't, quote, doing it right. I'll link that episode in the show notes for you so you can take a listen. It's really good. So if you're struggling with a power dynamic in your relationship, ask yourself the following questions. Number one, do I see myself as inferior or less powerful? What are my thoughts about myself in relation to my partner? Number two, how am I contributing to this dynamic? And number three, have I initiated a sit-down conversation with my partner about our roles and about how I feel about them? This is called taking ownership of your own experience. This is how marriages strengthen and evolve. Not with the blame game and not with victimhood and not with staying silent. When partners take responsibility for their own thoughts and feelings and then communicate them with their partner in an honest and respectful way, the bond gets ridiculously strong. Now, I know that this is no easy thing to overcome. Many power dynamics are just a mimicry of what we saw growing up. We are so affected by our parents' marriage. Their whole dynamic, whether they were married or not, really, sets the tone for our romantic relationships. And this is why I'm so passionate about my work. See, I know all too well how your marriage will affect the future of your kids and the future of their relationships. My mission is to help you improve your marriage so that your kids get the childhood they deserve and the adulthood that you crave for them. So if you're ready to take ownership of your own thoughts, feelings, and actions, if you're a mom who just wants to do right by your kids, but you just feel stuck, you don't know how to get there, let's have a free call. I am really good at what I do, and I will help you squash your self-defeating thoughts. Schedule a free call by scrolling down and clicking on the link in the show notes. All right, guys, have an amazing week. That's all I have for you. And I will talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you heard today, then show some love, rate the show and leave a review and take a screenshot, post it on Instagram and tag me at partnership aligned. And don't forget to check the show notes for your free copy of my 21 questions that will bring you and your partner closer than ever. If there's one thing that I want you to get out of this show, it's that a healthy relationship. It always starts with a healthier you.